0: welcome to another edition of Top Rope Report. Here's your host, Mr. Trivia.
1: Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another live edition of the Top Rope Report. Here on Facebook Live, Google Podcast, Spotify, and Anchor. I'm your host, the illustrator Trivia. And joining me every week, as usual, my co-host, my tag team partner, my best friend, the best in the business, the Noxer Greg. Hey, Greg, what's happening? Hey,
0: what's up, Triv? Not much.
1: Well, Monday Night Raw in the books. Yep. Really, uh, in my opinion I thought it was a really good show. Uh we'll be talking oh, about it and uh giving our grade momentarily. So uh, I just thought that uh you know it was good, a lot of a lot of good action. You know, a couple of real blast segments, but
0: Yeah, that's why that's ring. why I can't that's why I can't consider the entire show really good because right you know yep
1: and I'm ready to talk about the matches whenever you are
0: alright well um do you want to talk about the opening segment or you want to go straight to the bloodline or you just uh, want to talk about DX and hold at the end
1: we'll uh we'll do it all
0: at the end alright so after a little backstage thing with DX the bloodline um came to the ring. Um who's leading off? You are. Okay. Um Obviously it started with um Roman Reigns telling Brooklyn to acknowledge him. Um I ironically enough, Paul Paul Heyman didn't really say anything. Um, nothing really live on the mic, which is very unusual, but, you know, it is what it is. Um, right. Roman then made a little exclamation that the loudest one is usually the weakest one, referring to Jay, um, who was then interrupted by Sami Zayn as Roman Ream was confronting Jay. And said that, you know, you, you told me that Jay was, was my issue now, so so let me handle it. Um, and started talking to Jay. Um, got the crowd hyped with Jimmy, saying he has a great smile. And they did their little funky little handshake thing. Then um, talked about Solo Sokoa, how he is just a brick house. Um, but he's still kind of cool. And Sami Zayn then said a line that had... I mean, it had Jimmy smiling, it had Roman smiling, Paul Heyman had to hide his face. Jay did everything he could to not break character, not smile, when he basically said, you know, you're just not oosie enough. Um, And and then just, you know, carried on. Um, Riddle then came out and said that he knows he's not allowed to challenge Roman Reigns, but... You know, why not? One more time, and Roman Reigns denied it. Um, Jey Uso then egged on Sami Zayn to accept the challenge for Riddle. So we then had, later in the show, Riddle versus Sami Zayn. Um, Sami Zayn is gold. He really is. The, The crowd absolutely, absolutely has fallen in love with him. Um, he could do no wrong, say no wrong in, you know, the awkward storyline. It kind of reminds me of before the yes movement, Daniel Bryan started his popularity in a tag team, oddly paired with Kane in team hell no. Um, cause I mean, Daniel Bryan was always no, no. And then it turned into the yes movement and then the rest became history. Um, I loved everything about the segment. Um, I, I gave it an A-. minus.
1: Yes, definitely. Hello, Steve Horvath. Thanks for tuning in. Hello, Michelle. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, I definitely agree with, with everything you said. Great and everything. I mean, the, the fans are just... I mean, Sami Zayn is so over with the crowd now. Um, that's why you know, I'm thinking somewhere along the line, it wouldn't surprise me if they put a title on him again. And, um, but yeah, the, the whole thing with Jey Uso and, I mean, I, I was still trying to figure out last week or last Friday what, um, uh, Logan Paul was talking about, you know, Roman the head of the table or Jey Uso the head of the table. And, but I definitely agree with you on everything, uh, all aspects, the grade, everything. It was just, a. Uh, a good way to start off Monday Night Raw, and it was a good way to start it off without any without any physicality and people beating the hell out of each other and everything else. So it worked out good. So I definitely gave it uh, an A minus as well.
0: Okay. Was Danny that... Justice is tuning in. Thank you. Sir, what was that?
1: I said Danny Justice is tuning
0: in. Thank oh, you. Okay. Um, after that, we then went to the opening match of the night, which was. Johnny Gargano against his quote-unquote baby boy, um, Austin Theory. Trib, what'd you think? Really,
1: really good match. I enjoyed this match. Uh, this goes back to the days in NXT. Uh, they had some good matches back then as well.
0: And I really they thought that this They were paired They were paired together in NXT in the way. They didn't have any matches yeah, really against cool. each other. No, but they go back to NXT. And
1: um, I just thought that it was—it really showcased both their talent. It was a really good match. Was I surprised that Gargano got the win? No, not really. Because I really think that ever since Austin Theory won the Money in the Banks ladder match, I don't ever recall him winning a match since he's won it. So, But uh, overall, I gave the match a B+.
0: Okay. Oh, I just got a notification that you're live. Um, Okay. Was it a good match? Yes. Was it a very good match? No. Could it have been better? Yes. Could it have been worse? Oh, absolutely. Um, I I think the the familiarity between the two, working together as a tag team in NXT and um, as a little faction helped... um, but my my main confusion about this is this is like the second or third consecutive men's money in the bank briefcase holder winner that is quote unquote being buried. Um, I mean, last year was Otis and then they realized they made such a horrible choice with him that they had a feud with The Miz who wound up taking it off of him Um i just very baffled by the way that they're now booking Austin Theory. Um, Because he does, I mean, he does have talent. You know, he's pretty talented. He's decently talented in the ring. He's pretty good on the mic. Um, He's strong. So I I don't know if it's... I I don't know the reason why it looks like his push is being um, stalled. Um, But like I said, I, I think... He, the, the cl- absolute 100% clean win by Gargano at the end also kind of baffled me a little bit. It was, you know, kind of a quote-unquote, I'm not really a squash match, but it was a, you know, clean cut win, no controversy, no nothing, wondering if there's going to be another match between the two of them or if this is it. I I, I don't know. Um, I, I gave the whole thing a B-. minus. Okay. Now, Greg, do you think that, yeah, that the Austin theory is,
1: Stalling on his push has something to do with him not being associated with Vince McMahon
0: anymore. I, I don't know. That's what I'm saying. I don't know the reason for him, you know, being stalled. I mean, he was definitely a, a, you know, a favorite um, of Vince McMahon. I mean, his comparison to was to John Cena when John Cena first started, um, yep. which is pretty high praise. Obviously, seeing where John Cena is now, so right. I, I don't know. I I I just I have no idea what's going on. I but oh, okay. it just seems unless they're trying to make you forget that he has the briefcase so he can do that cash in out of nowhere and you know mm-hmm. excite everybody. I mean mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Yep. Um after that we then had a a another kind of odd pairing Um, out of nowhere Chad Gable taking on Rey Mysterio Um, one half of the Alpha Academy obviously the other half of the Alpha Academy was down there Um, was the match between the two gentlemen good? yeah it was Um, I mean I think I've spoken plenty of times saying how good Chad Gable Mike I don't know how it looks on your end but the closer you get to the camera, like I see you from your nose up. You keep okay, getting like not? right in front of Well, now, yeah, you're sitting back. But okay. you keep going right in front of your camera, and all I see is from like your nose up. I mean, your okay, nose so, down. Okay, um, so, you know, and then obviously we know how, how good Ray Stereo is. Um, during the match, Judgment Day's music hit, and Rhea Ripley and Dominic came to the apron, then eventually came down to the ring. Um Ray Mysterio eventually won, which once again, Chad Gables in, in in my opinion, in that same, you know, what are they doing thing that theory is in. Um get they were getting heavily pushed. I mean they were tag team champions. They were they were they were the top dogs. Um and now it seems like every time Chad Gable has a match, he's putting somebody else over. Um and it's it's with a kind of a you know a not a really one hundred percent strong tag team division at the time being either. There's not really many contenders for for the title out there right now. I um, mean that's the reason why they have both titles unused. So I, I don't know, but that's a story for another time. Yeah. Um, after the match was over, um, Dominic came in the ring and was kind of you know, edging his father on to hit him and hit him. Um, Pushed him a little bit and then slapped him. Then Rey Mysterio went to leave the ring and turned around to Rhea Ripley standing there. Um, Waiting for one of these times when one of these male wrestlers is just going to haul off and clock her. I'm waiting for that to happen. Um, She's definitely brutality enough to take it, um, she's not some t- small, tiny little itty bitty. Um, I mean, Christ, she's she's bigger than half the men on the roster as it is now. Right. And then you know the the clothesline and the six one nine and you know Dominic beating down on on his father. Um, I mean, do I agree with it? No. Obviously, I don't think you no know, any son should ever hit his father. But once again, this is. I mean, Luke Skywalker fought his father, you know, Darth Vader. Right. I mean, so it, it's happened in cinematic things. Um, but I gave the whole thing a B.
1: Okay. Joe Renda and Scott Pebley, thanks for tuning in, guys. Hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, yeah, I thought it was good, too. I mean, I don't know why they're doing the same thing with, uh, like you said, why they're doing the same thing with Chad Gable that they're doing with Theory. Because Chad Gable can go with the best of them. I mean, the man's, the man's no slouch in the ring. You know, he's an Olympic champion, just like Kurt Angle was. But I just don't know what their... You know, maybe the, maybe the single scene isn't for him. Maybe they need to keep him in a tag team with Otis and, you know, see how well they go from there. The thing with the Mysterio, though, it's... Uh, I mean, I think it's just getting a little... <clears throat> I don't want to say flat, but I think it's just getting a little... Boring now because somewhere along the line, you know, I know Ray's not going to hit his son because that's the way he is. Right. But eventually, something's going to happen where, um, it's going to be where he's going to get pushed into Dominic, and oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to do that. And then all hell's really going to break loose, and you know, I didn't like the way that they were talking about Edge and. Uh, Beth Phoenix and you know saying they were happy that they did it all for the fans and everything else. No, I mean you know like I said, they they need to watch. They need to you know keep themselves in line because Beth Phoenix is nobody to mess around with. I mean she's a big woman. I think she can take care of Rhea Ripley in the snap of a finger. Okay, but that's up to WWE. But overall, I gave it a I gave the match a C plus. Okay.
0: Um, and and just for correction, um, Chad Gable never won an Olympic medal. Forget about winning a gold medal. He competed in the Olympic trials. He never actually qualified for the team. Okay.
1: Dave Velofsky, thanks for tuning in, Dave. Congratulations on your recent wedding.
0: Um, then after that, we then had, went to commercial break and came back to Judgment Day. Um in the ring cutting a promo where Finn Balor um, called out AJ Styles. Trivia, take it from here. Ooh, this one, this one had me,
1: uh, kind of had me going. Because when AJ came out, it's like, all right, he's going to confront AJ. He's going to confront Finn Balor. Something's going to happen. They're going to attack him. They're going to beat the hell out of him, just like they've done in the past. And then I heard AJ starting to talk, and it's like, nah, it's all it's all a plan because originally the good brothers were already planned on being there anyway. So I kinda of figured they were there. And um, the best part of the whole segment I liked was when AJ said, I'm my brother's keeper, and him and Finn Fowler hugged and then he took the microphone and said, But I wasn't talking about you And then Anderson and Gallows came out, which which was really kinda of not really surprising to me, but it was nice to see him. Since nice to see him back. Gallows has definitely gotten bigger since the last time he was here. Um, Anderson, well, I didn't really care too much for him, but he's, he's good in the ring. So I'm definitely looking forward to an upcoming program between uh, those two teams. I think it's going to be a really good, uh, really good match when they when they get together and uh, start their program.
0: Overall I gave it a B plus. Okay. Um yeah, I mean I, I had read earlier in the day online that um e- eventually it there there was the possibility of the Good Brothers joining A. J. Styles in his feud um with Judgment Day, but didn't know when it was gonna happen. Um so, you know, once again, just like you, as the promo started, I was like, okay, and then when you start talking about having friends and this and that and family, and I'm like, okay, yeah, okay, this is when it's going to happen. And then he went down on his knee and then came back up and they hugged and I'm like, okay, well, maybe, maybe it's something that'll happen in a week or two, you know, maybe it's not going to happen now, maybe it'll happen in a week or two or, or, you know, he's just setting them up for, you know, later on down the road and then nope. Out came the Good Brothers and and you know, even up the fight, um I mean actually technically, if you wanna say realistically, you know, kinda tilted the scales in A. J. Styles' favor because I mean, okay, Damian Fries, Gallows, AJ Styles Finn Balor, but I mean I'm sorry, you know, Anderson and Dominic, they, there's no comparison. Dominic's not not on that level at all. Um and then obviously Rhea Ripley bailed out of the ring, while the six men brawled. Chasing Dominic and Damian Priest away... And then kind of cornering Finn Balor... And then he escaped through one side of the ring... Out the other and up the ramp... And that was the end of the segment... Um... Am I excited... About... um, The Good Brothers being back in WWE... Honestly, not really... I I mean... It, was it cool to see him? Mm, kind of. Um, so I, I mean, I didn't mark out. I didn't get all excited. I just oh okay. Now you know the uh, you know ogs are back together um, with their their bullet club members together. Um, so I, I I gave it a C plus. Okay um after that we then went to a single there was a little uh interview backstage with bailey dakota kai and io sky um bailey was asked about uh bianca bella and, and dakota kai answered and talking about how she has her back and they all have each other's backs and blah 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 and you know oscar doesn't alexa bliss doesn't bianca doesn't they're not a real team yada 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 and then it was announced that Bailey was going to be taking on Candice LeRae in a singles match. Um, I, I, I'm going to be honest with you. Um, I never really thought much of Candice LeRae as a wrestler or an in-ring performer. Um, so her performance in the ring surprised me. It really did. Um, she's more talented in the ring than, than I gave her credit for. Excuse me. Then I gave her credit for. It. Like I said, I didn't expect her to be as proficient in the ring as she was. Um, very competent in her moves. Very, you know, ebb and flow um, with Bailey. Somebody that she doesn't obviously doesn't wrestle and hasn't wrestled. You know, maybe even ever. Um, they really had a nice, smooth flow in the match. Um, Candice LeRae picking up the the surprise victory was, you know, a little shocking. Um, and then after the match, um, you know, the three damage control, um, beat down Candice LeRae and then Bianca Belair came down for the save and got beaten up herself, um, as damage control stood over the top of the, of the two ladies. Um, is this a preview for two of the teams that could be in the Survivor Series War Games match? and eh, Possibly. Um, we'll just have to see where such storylines go from here. Um, but I liked the match. And I liked everything after it. I actually gave it a B plus.
1: Okay, I uh, I definitely agree with you. Candice LeRae's first two matches that she's had back that she's had in Monday Night uh, in WWE on the main roster have been really good. Uh, I never really paid too much attention to her when she was in NXT, and you never, I mean, to my knowledge, I don't even recall seeing her in the ring that much.
0: No, it was, it was some of them were weird tag team match with Andy Hartwell, so yeah. But I mean, I I liked the match.
1: Was I surprised Bailey lost? Yes, very surprised. Um, and we all knew what was going to happen after the match with uh, Damage Control, and it was just one of those matches where I enjoyed watching it. I thought it was a good match. Um, it really didn't go as Long as I thought it would be, as I thought it would. But Bailey is just—I don't know—are they ready to put the title on her? I—I I don't think so yet. So I overall, I give the match a B P-. minus.
0: Okay. Um. After that, there was Ms. and Maurice was backstage. Um, while they were backstage, there was actually a gentleman with a QR code on his jacket. Um it was very tiny. It was was tough to even um scan. I mean I I went back to recording, paused it and tried and it it never was big enough to to actually read the QR code. Um but the, all the QR code did was lead to a little video of a jigsaw puzzle of like 12 pieces of a puzzle getting put together. Um with Bray Wyatt's Firefly emblem thing that they showed. Um and that's all it was. Um but anyways they, they talked about the, the celebration and, and Maurice gave Miz um Oh sorry, you're you sorry, you're supposed to be going first about this birthday bash. Sorry, I apologize. That's Go that's ahead.
1: That's okay. I really didn't uh I didn't really see the QR code, so I didn't really uh, pay too much attention to that part. And uh, the birthday celebration in the back was, eh, I thought it was better in the ring. But
0: uh, well, It was in the ring. It, it was well, in the ring.
1: Back- oh, I thought you were saying it was that they started off
0: backstage. Well, she gave him a present backstage and it was a bat. Oh, yeah, that's right that's where I stopped myself.
1: They the yeah, they uh, they came out to the ring, and they had all these gifts and the cake and everything. And, you know, she gave him the present with the two big red balls, which I thought was pretty funny. And then she's like, well, take the big present. He picks up the big present, and it was Dexter Loomis, which we kind of figured he was going to get involved some way. And, um, but, I mean, it was it was an okay segment. I mean, it was pretty funny to watch because... You know, Maurice ended up getting pushed into the cake and everything
0: else, and I just, I just gave it a, a C. That was it. Okay, that was generous. I mean, I'm not. Um,
1: I don't think it was. going to be a higher grade until I actually see Ms. and Dexter Loomis
2: finally lock up. You know, finally get physical with each other. I, so no,
0: I don't, I don't think this segment had, has is going to do anything for that. Um... Yes, they're still building off of the gigantic balls joke that has been overplayed and overdone and I'm through with it, Um, with that being the first president and Dexter Loomis taking the knife for the cake um, and popping them both. Um, Not really popping them, slowly stabbing them. I think it would have been more effective if he popped them, Um, but... But the whole segment was was just just horrible. Um, you know, her telling Miz to open the big present and then Miz making it look like it was something heavy to then pick it up and Dexter Loomis's head is there was 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 stupid. She should have said go ahead and you know choose a present and he himself chooses the biggest present to open. Then, you know, the Miz is running away, and and Maurice looks like she's supposed to fall into the cake, misses it the first time, then kind of tries to re-stumble and just knocks the top of the cake off. It, It was just, I mean, the only part of the entire segment that was relatively okay was Dexter cutting a piece of the cake and eating it. Other than that, it was stupid, it was dumb, it was idiotic. I felt like a moron watching it. I gave it a D minus. I did not like it at all. Okay. Um, then after that, we went to a squash match, um, as was Omas in a, and I'm not going to say 2 on one handicap, because it was a one-on-two handicap match, Um, as it was Chico and somebody else, but then when they showed the names, they were different names, so I don't know who the fuck it was. Um, And I don't know, the the bald guy with the red beard, I don't know what made him think, oh, God, I'm going to be on national TV tonight. Let me wear pink plaid wrestling shorts. I mean, this was just as bad as the birthday celebration. Um, This whole segment was, the whole part of this show was 20 to 25 minutes of of Monday Night Raw that was absolutely wasted, that still makes you think that Vince McMahon's involved um, in some way, somehow, or, you know, Triple H isn't 100% in charge of creative. Um, I gave it an F. Okay.
1: Um, yeah, I'm getting a little tired of them putting uh, Omos in the ring with these popcorn vendors and soda guys—just guys that you pick off the street. I mean,
0: well, you know, they're, they're, they're local, they're local independent wrestlers from wherever yeah. they're at. So, I mean, you know, kudos and, yeah, to them for getting the opportunity to be on TV. Yep, yeah. and then
1: uh, I think it was last week or the week before. Or when Braun Strowman was in the ring, they showed Omos and MVP watching from the back. I would like to see Omos versus Braun Strowman. I think that would be a really good match. But getting back to this one, it was just ridiculous. I mean, you knew Omos wasn't going to lose. He didn't even break a sweat. And uh, it was just, I, I could have done without it. I gave it a team up. Okay. I'm At- to win this Thanks for watching.
0: After that we then had um Bobby Lashley um in ring. Um as before the commercial rake, it was shown Seth Rollins with his ribs all taped up, struggling to put his jacket on. Um I don't know why his ribs were taped up. It's I don't recall him getting oh, maybe from the floating bro up the top, okay, correct myself. Um but Bobby Lashley um, was calling out Seth Rollins for their match. And, Triv, take it away.
1: Yep, yeah, he was calling out, you know, Seth Rollins, and he was going over all the wrestlers that he beat. You know, he beat Drew McIntyre, he beat Roman Reigns, he beat Brock Lesnar, and now he's talking, you know, come on out, Seth, and let's get this thing going. And then Brock music plays, and my chin hit the floor. Cause it was like, oh my God, this is going to be interesting. Was I surprised that Brock Lesnar went after him and gave him the F 5s and the Kimura lock? Yeah. Um, I just thought there was going to be some work and a little bit of pushing and so forth and so on. But it was a, you know, it was a legitimate attack, and it, uh, it eventually cost Bobby Lashley, who was still, you know, very much in the match against Seth Rollins after being attacked by, um. Uh, Brock Lesnar. And I I enjoyed watching the match and you know congratulations to Seth Rollins he's the new uh United States champion and I get I get the match with B plus.
2: Okay.
0: Um yeah, well, when Bobby Lashley came out I, I once again I read, I read rumors um that they were going to try and get Brock Lesnar um, into a storyline for Crown Jewel, um, that's, that's, you know, an extra payday, and, you know, we know Brock Lesnar loves his money, um, so is, to me, was this a very interesting choice, uh, for him to come out and possibly start a campaign with Lashley, yes, um, I actually probably, I think I have a little something in Nuggies News more about the, about the two of them together, um, you know, Three F5s, you know, to put him in the the Kamora lock, um, hurting Bobby Lashley. Um, They go to commercial break, come back, there's a bunch of referees around, and then Seth Rollins' music hits and he comes down and starts yelling that, no, no, we have a match, get in this ring, get in this ring, and grabs the microphone and kind of says, you said you're a fighting champion, prove it. Be the fighting champion you are, and then Lashley comes in all limp and everything and and yeah, I mean, you know, he hit a spear in Rollins, which surprised me that he hit the spear and didn't go for a, wasn't able to get to a pin. Tried to hurt Lock but just couldn't do it. Um two curb stomps later and Seth Rollins is now United States champion. Um do I think this is a smart move by Triple H and, and, and WWE? Absolutely. Because there's no there's no heavyweight title on on Monday Night Raw. So you now, in my opinion, you now have the most beloved, hated wrestler, popular wrestler on the Raw brand with the only singles title. No. Um he's also now the second person ever in WWE. To be a two-time Grand Slam champion along with the Miz. Um, and more interesting enough is if he holds on to his title seven weeks at Survivor Series, we get Seth Rollins and Gunther, which is a very interesting matchup to me as well. Um, I I you know the fact that Seth Rollins won, I'm gonna, you know, give it a little bit more of a regular grade than I would have. Um, i would have given it just a B minus, but the fact that Seth Rollins is now the champion, um, I'm actually gonna give it a straight up B. Okay, now do you see this possibly opening up something for Seth Rollins against Matt Riddle again? No. I no, I don't think so. No
1: Okay.
0: I think Seth I think Rollins I think Riddle and Rollins are done.
1: Seth Rollins and Gunter should be a really good match.
0: Could be. Could be. Um speaking of Matt Riddle, the next match that we had was Matt Riddle versus um Sami Zayn. Earlier tonight um Roman Reigns was was leaving and um Jay asked his little brother, you know, to come along with him and Roman said, Nah, he's with me tonight Leaving the Usos to Sami Zayn's side. Um, for this match. Um, it was a good match. It was an entertaining match. Um, Sami Zay made it very clear to Jay that he didn't want him getting involved in a match at all. There were a couple instances where Jimmy wanted to get involved and Jay held him back saying, no, no, he, he, he doesn't want us getting involved. He's all set. Um, and then... By the end of the match, surprisingly enough, Matt Riddle won. Um, the honorary oose, Sami Zayn, took the loss. Uh, I'm sure whether it be SmackDown this week, more than likely, uh, I don't, we don't see Roman Reigns on Raw too often. Um, he'll have to answer the Tribal Chief as to why he lost, because that's what happens when you're part of the bloodline and you lose. And uh, we'll see where it goes. Um... I mean, I gave the whole match and everything a B plus. Um, was almost going to knock it down a little bit, only because throughout the entire match, with it being the quote unquote season premiere of Monday Night Raw and all these returns and everything that we've seen that we haven't expected, was I sitting there hoping? that the Usos were going to get involved and it was going to save be a three-on-one beatdown, and then all of a sudden we were going to hear voices and have Randy Orton come out to make the save. I was ready. I wanted it. I wanted it so bad, but obviously it didn't happen. Um, whether it's medically clear, haven't heard anything at all uh, as to what's going on with his health. So it was more of a pipe dream um, than anything else. Um, but like I said, I gave the whole thing a match and everything a B plus. All right, yeah, that definitely would have been cool if Randy came out.
1: Well, I enjoyed this match. Um, yeah, two guys, you know, similar in talent, similar in size, similar in weight, and they, they put out a good show. I remember Roman saying something to the effect to Jay Uso, you know, make sure he wins. And now there's going to be some consequences and repercussions. When it comes to Roman, I don't know if he's gonna if he's gonna blame Jay or if he's gonna blame Sammy or if they're gonna kick him out of the bloodline or or what, but only time will tell him we're gonna see what's gonna happen with that. But I enjoyed the match. Um, you know, both guys, you know, going back and forth each time and, you know, Matt Riddle really getting the win. I wasn't I wasn't really surprised because I think Matt Riddle is just a little bit better than Sami Zayn, but they're both They're both really over with the crowd, so I enjoyed watching the match. I gave it a name, I was it.
0: Okay. Then, very quickly, after the match was over, very little fanfare and everything, um, DX's theme hit, and DX came to the ring. Triv?
1: Well, it wasn't what I thought it would be. I mean, it was nice to see um, DX... You know, some of the members of DX together. I thought it was really kudos to Sean Waltman, like, like we had talked, you know, uh, off the air, how he gave props to China, which I thought was a, uh, which was a great thing. Uh, the comment that, that uh, Corey Graves made about Billy Gunn, uh, I, I had to chuckle about that. And, you know, with, with DX being out, it was nice seeing them. You know, they went through their whole shtick and everything. But it, it kind of took a little bit something away from the old DX. I mean, I understand they're older now, and you know, Sean and Triple H have responsibilities. You know, running. You know, Triple H running Raw and SmackDown, and Shawn Michaels in charge of NXT. <clears throat> but I thought I, I thought it was it was an okay segment. I gave I gave it a B minus.
0: Wow, very generous. Only, um,
1: only because for me it was nice to see, you know. DX in the ring together
0: again after after a, a long time. Well, okay, it was eighty percent. Well, not even it was um, technically um, two thirds of DX. As obviously China no longer with us, rest in peace, um, and and badass Billy Gunn weren't there. Um, I, I mean, from the beginning of the show with the opening segment. Where Trip H is telling them, you know, no swearing. And then they start swearing. You know, I mean, Road Dog first says penis. And then um, it looks like X-Pox says, you can't fucking say that. And, you know, and then Sean Michaels, you just fucking swore. You know, they're bleeping it out. Um, nah. And then the jokes about the four cocks. And I'm going to go stroke. I'm going to go choke my chicken and walk. And, it just. That was that was the part of DX that I didn't want to see. I would have rather than just open up a bloodline, get rid of that five minutes, save that five minutes for the end, um and talk more about DX kind of sort of not really like a Hall of Fame speech type thing, but you know I mean Shawn Michaels said, you know, if you know if twenty five years from now we're coming out to another reunion. Please put us down. I mean, that's kind of where I'm at, okay? It's been 25 years. Um, you know, I mean, I guess Road Dog's still a producer backstage. Shawn Michaels has something to do with creative and, and scouting for NXT. Obviously, Triple H's head of NXT, uh, head of WWE. Main roster creative, and then you have X-Pac. Um, who the only thing X Pac did um was salute to China. It it, it was just started out the show as stupid and ended as whatever. Um, I gave it a D. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I just it didn't do anything for me at all. Um all right. you know, brought back a little bit of nostalgia, but eh.
1: Yeah.
0: Your overall grade? Uh, uh, just a straight up C. I mean, I don't think it was a good. I mean, it was an okay raw. I don't think it was good. I don't think it was very. I don't think it was close to very good. Um, I think it was right. just okay. There was yeah, there was some good segments, a couple good matches, but there were also some horrible, horrible moments in the show that really brought the whole show down. Yeah,
1: my overall grade again a B-. I gave was B minus. I enjoyed quite a bit of the show. Um, you know, like you said, it was nice to see DX out, you know, with their stick and everything, the salute to China was good. So I I just gave it a B-minus overall. Okay. All right, so that was our Monday Night Raw recap. We hope everybody that's been, uh, tuning in enjoyed that. But you'll enjoy this even better. It's my best, That's my favorite
0: part of the show. It's Nuggies News, okay? Take it away. Okay, like I teased earlier, a little something about Lesnar and um, Bobby Lashley. Um, Why I think Bobby Lashley, Brock Lesnar 2 is going to be a lot better than their first encounter. Um, And mainly, straight up, is because of their character changes for both. Um. Brock Lesnar's. Now he's probably going to be a heel in this match, but I think with Bobby Lashley, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think Bobby Lashley's ever been better in his career in WWE than he is now.
2: Um,
0: right. And then, same thing with the rejuvenation of Brock Lesnar with the new character being on his own um, and, you know, being the quote unquote cowboy, I think his character is better than it's been in a while. So I really am looking forward. They have a confrontation next Monday on Monday Night Raw. Well, Bobby Lashley's invited Brock Lesnar for a face-to-face confrontation next week. And we'll have to see where it goes. More than likely, it's going to end up in a one-on-one match at Crown Jewel. Um, As to whether it's an MMA-style match or a straight-up wrestling match, a street fight or stipulation in it, I'm hoping so. I'm hoping it's not just a regular wrestling match because I think if you put a stipulation or something in this match that the two of them could really get brutal with each other.
2: Yep, yeah, totally um, agree.
0: As we know by now, and if you haven't, then, you know, well, you're going to find out right now. Um, Ronda Rousey defeated Lib Morgan um, at Extreme Rules to win back her title. So, what's next for Ronda Rousey? What could they have in store? Um, Here I have um, five statements, so to say, um, in reference to Ronda Rousey and what's next for her. Um, And then once again, tell me if you agree or disagree. Um, First thing, absolutely no need to resume Her rivalry with Liv Morgan. It's over. Right. No need for it. That's not going to happen. Absolutely Ah. 250% agree. Next thing is, is it's now time for her full-fledged convincing heel turn. No more this is she face, is she heel. She needs to complete the full-on heel turn. Yep, I I agree with that. So do I. Um This one here <clears throat> if she wasn't champion, I would agree with more than I will that she is the champion. Um and that's forming an alliance with Shayna Baszler.
1: I I think that that will happen eventually. They would they would make a great team. And I'm I agree with that. I'm, I'm down with
0: that. See, I disagree. I think if Ronda Rousey as champion, I think Shayna Baszler would have to be her quote unquote sidekick, not her, not really an alliance. It Would be you know what? I mean, granted, their championship abilities not, but it would be what Dakota Kai and Io Sky is to Bailey. You know, I I just I don't I don't agree with that. Um, well they're
1: really not doing anything with Shayna. Huh? I mean we've seen her on TV what? Twice in the last month, I think?
0: So yeah, so There's what that. that let's just make her a valet to Ronda Rousey. She's not doing anything. Nah, I mean, that's that's yeah. my point, you know. Um the next one Does this mean Charlotte's Charlotte Flair's return may be imminent, but as a face. I would love to see that.
1: I, I definitely agree that she should come back very soon and face Challenge Ronda. The,
0: the only thing is, is the feud, the one-on-one feud that Ronda Rousey and Charlotte Flair had before was very underwhelming. And I don't see it being better with the script being flipped. I mean, before Ronda Rousey was the face and Charlotte was the heel, I don't see it being better. So I I don't know if I necessarily agree with that one. And then the last one is a long-term build-up to Becky Lynch, Ronda Rousey at WrestleMania 39.
1: You know, I can... I can agree with that because it's been a while since we've seen the two of them in the ring together. I think the last time they were in the ring together was that WrestleMania, where he, where he ended up becoming Becky two belts.
0: Yeah, and yeah, I, because then I, I Becky got can pregnant, can and then yeah,
1: yep, build it out long, long enough to really get the crowd super excited when they meet if they do meet at WrestleMania.
0: Whether it's night one or night two, but I can agree with that. Yep. Um speaking of Becky Lynch. Um she has been at the last two now, once again, this was reported by Dave Meltzer, so read into it what you want. But it is being reported that she has been backstage at the last two Monday Night Raws. Now, once again, you could look at this two ways. You could look at it as, "Oh, is she close to coming back? Is is that why she's backstage? Is is you know is she ready or is she close? Or could Becky Lynch just be backstage because she and her husband travel on the road together with their daughter? So you got to kind of look at it. I mean, there's no. I mean, she's not wearing that um, arm brace that she was wearing for the immobilizer. Um, so it's said that she is kind of, you know, moving freely, but there's not been any pictures, video, any reports of her training um, while using that, that injured shoulder. So... How big, um well, right now the women's division is okay to maybe kind of good. Um, how much better would this roster look with a returning Charlotte and a returning Becky? And what do you do with, them does charlotte stay on smackdown and becky stay on raw with seth obviously or do you put charlotte on raw and get more of a challenge for bianca um but then that leaves nobody for ronda so what i mean what do you think they should do if and when charlotte and or becky come back
1: well i think they should put charlotte on raw I'd love to see Charlotte Dogg and Bianca Belair. I don't
0: think they've ever met. So then you're going to have uh-huh. Becky Lynch on Raw because her husband's on Raw. You're going to have Bayley on Raw with damage control. You're... I mean... Unless the idea is that Sasha and Naomi are going to return and be on SmackDown and Sasha's going to be in a position to challenge Ronda Rousey to fill in that void of maybe Becky winning the Royal Rumble and choosing to challenge Ronda Rousey. Right. Um, unless you're going to do ah. that, I, I I can't see you having Charlotte, Becky, and Bailey all on the same show. That's too overpowering.
1: Right, and you know they're not going to switch Bailey because you put damage control. Right, I, I, so and I the, can-
0: the only other option would be to you know, is stop this tag team push with Shotzi and give Raquel Rodriguez a solid push as a singles wrestler. Yep, they could do that as well. I I, I
1: think that's, that's one way to go with it as well.
0: Okay. And in closing, just want to um wish a happy birthday up in heaven as yesterday was dusty rhode's birthday um that was a uh, rather emotional post um put out on Twitter by Cody Rhodes um mentioning his father um talking a little bit about his rehab and how you know he'll be back um to fulfill his his promise to his pops um so this wanted once again you know a little happy birthday wish to uh Dusty Roads up in heaven And that's okay. that's Nuggies news um, Give me one second here. All right. And Trib, What do you have for some independent stuff
1: Okay We got some independent shows coming up uh, Friday The 14th of October PAPW's Friday Night Alley Fight It's going to be at the 662 Co-Avenue East Haven At uh, Paradise Valley Pro Wrestling School The King of Paradise Tournament Will be continuing Doors open at 6.45. Bell time is at 7 o'clock. Tickets are $10. Some of the matches that have been signed. PAPW's intercontinental champion, The Cure, Lucas Lucas Chase, has issued an open challenge for his title. Uh, Also, Mills Hendrick and Mark Alexander will square off against Flyline Noriega and Greg Baylor. Super Nitro. I believe he's new to... PAPW will battle one of the members of the Battle Academy, Hunter Tarka. Um Johnny Santos will be squaring off against Marcel Williams.
2: Okay. It's always nice,
1: it's always nice to see Marcel in the ring. I don't know much about uh, Johnny Santos. PAPW's US champion, Jared Diaz, will square off against Matt Awesome. And Lou Jacobs, who we knew him as, um, uh, can't remember his name now—the Russian guy. Um, can't remember what. Can't remember what what his name was back then. But he's going to go against another member of the Battle Academy in Lorenzo Vendetta. That should be an interesting battle. Yeah, that should be. And those are some of the matches for the PAPW Friday Night Alley the King of Paradise Tournament. Also, Saturday, October fifteenth, at the New at the New <coughs> Excuse me, Arena in Bethany on Forty Peck Road. It's a show, It's called The Show with No Name. Matt Taven will be battling newcomer Love Doug. No idea who he is. Never seen him before. Don't know anything about him. And also Lucas Chase against Greg Baylor. So it looks like Lucas Chase's uh, card is pretty filled up here. Yeah. Um, November twelfth, the APW also presents Type One to None. Is the show that they're going to be putting on? And that's going to be into the JCC, 360 Amity Road in Woodbridge. Doors yeah. open at six thirty. Bell time is at seven. Female wrestler Evie De La La Rosa will be making her PABW debut. So that should be interesting. Also appearing on the show will be Buzz Bloodsaw, one of my favorite indie wrestlers. Female newcomer Gemma, J E M N A. (coughs) Former tag team champions, The Haven, will be appearing on the show at the JCC. Also, Jose and Jose B. The Hispanic Mechanics will also be appearing, along with JC Storm, the United States champion Jared Diaz, and Mike Skyros. So those are May twelfth, that is November twelfth. PAPW presents type one to none. It's gonna be their new show coming up. Also, like we said, you know, on the 14th they're gonna be having their Alley fights, Friday night alley fights, King of Paradise tournament. And October 15th at the N.E.W. Arena is Northeast Wrestling. And for Northeast Wrestling, you can also purchase your tickets at www.northeastwrestling.com. Okay. So that's what I got from my indie report for this week.
0: So did you just, out of curiosity, you mentioned his name, did you read something about... WWE interested in bringing Matt Tabin in under a developmental contract in NXT. No, I didn't. Yeah, I read something on mine the other other day about it was the yesterday or day before. Um, He's you know they they you know, um, you know obviously there's a a change in in the way they're doing things. WWE. Vince McMahon kind of stepped away from independent wrestlers and just looking for athletes. Um, that he could turn into wrestlers. Well, Triple H has changed that culture. He's starting, to obviously, bringing back other wrestlers, um, and they're, they're looking at the independents um, all around the country, not just in the Northeast, but I know yeah. just because he's, you know, quote-unquote, a local guy. Um, I saw an article showing that, you know, WWE has expressed interest in, in possibly you know, looking to sign him in a developmental contract for NXT.
1: Well, that would that would be big for Matt Tavin. I mean, he's a talented wrestler. He's been in ROH, uh, you know, teaming up with his friend Vinny Marcellia. So they, they formed a formidable tag team there. Also, that's where Donovan Dijak started, who was um, T-Bar. No, right. was it T-Bar? Yeah. Huh? Yep. Yeah, who was T-Bar in... Uh,
0: well, That's still, still, so still is T-Bar yeah. in WWE, he just doesn't, doesn't all get right. much main, you know, main TV appearances at all, uh, occasionally he does, well, you know, main event and whatever else that they do, yeah. um,
1: live I think events. that would be a huge move, I think that would be a huge move from that to because he is a very talented wrestler, knows his way around the ring, knows the business, and, you know, he's a very talented athlete, so... If it does happen, good luck to him. And if he appears on TV, I'll definitely be looking forward to seeing him. Definitely. So now we've got the Survivor Series coming up in four weeks, I believe. No.
0: No. No. No, not... No, no. we got the Saudi
1: Arabia show, excuse me. Crown Jewel. Crown Jewel coming up from Riyadh, Saudi Arabia.
0: Yep. And that is November 5th. Yes. That show, that show, I believe, is going to be
1: really good. You know, because like you said, they're looking to bring in all the big stars, you know, the ones with the big names. Patrick Feldhouse is watching. Thanks for tuning in, Patrick. Um, well, so I, I mean, think that's going to be a really good show.
0: I mean, it all I depends mean, on the, the names that they're bringing in. I mean, one of the rumors that they're looking to possibly do is with this whole Omos being as you know, big of a monster is bringing Goldberg in to go over to Saudi Arabia to take on Omos. I mean, I, I mean I'm sorry. I have no interest. I don't want to see Goldberg against Gilbert. Forget about Omos. I mean, what, what, what the hell is he going to do to him? There's no way in fucking hell he's picking up a 403-pound man. He can barely pick up a 250-pound man now at his age. So what, I mean, what's he gonna do? Spear him at his not kneecaps? It. I mean, I, I just I you know. And then once again, it all depends on. I always look at Crown Jewel as being one of those pay per views. So once again, it is just for the Saudi. Not not only for them, but it's it's geared toward making the Saudi Arabian fans happy. And if that means putting Goldberg against Omos in a match, yeah, they want to see Goldberg. You know, and usually the matches they set up for over there have nothing to do with the storyline that's currently going on. Example, Roman Reigns defending against Logan Paul. Nothing to do with any storyline at all. It just popped up and okay, now they're doing it. And why they're doing it? Well, because you know Logan Paul has 1.6 million followers online, on social media, or whatever it is. I mean, he's got a huge following, and you know who's a big fan of Logan Paul's? The Saudi Arabian prince. <laughs> yeah, you know. So I mean, I don't look as forward to these shows as as most, because they're very, very quote unquote gimmicky.
1: Right, and to me, it sounds like there's going to be more of an exhibition, you know, showing off the big
0: names. So well, that—that's exactly it. You know,
1: yeah, you know, like you said, what the hell is Goldberg going to do against uh, a Omos. big guy like Olmos? I mean, he looked horrible against the Undertaker.
0: Well, yeah, but that was—I mean, yeah, he's hes looked worse
2: after that.
1: Yeah, and I just hope that they don't make it like um, a squash match he had with Brock Lesnar. You know, go in there and give him a spear, you know, and then, you know, I, like you said, I
0: don't know if he can pick him up with a jackhammer. No, there's no way, Mike, there's him. no way, no way he can pick him up for a jackhammer. Not even a thought. I mean, he, once again, if, if he, he had trouble picking up a 250-pound man to do the jackhammer, uh, there's no way, I mean, Omos is 403 pounds, 7'3". three. yeah. He's over a foot taller than Goldberg. I, I mean, there's... Uh... Right. Right now, I'm definitely
1: looking forward to seeing Lesnar and Bobby Laslie because I want to see what's going to happen in right. that match. Right. I'm, and I'm, in, I'm not looking forward to this. I'm intrigued by Roman Reigns, Logan Paul. Yeah. I mean,
0: yeah.
1: Logan, Logan Paul had a good showing at WrestleMania, but that was against The Miz. The Miz is no Roman Reigns. I mean, is it going to be a good match? Well, nah, I think it's going to be an okay match. I definitely see Roman Reigns you know, winning. I don't think they're going to put a, they're going to put one, a title on Logan Paul. No. But um, I'm intrigued to see the match. We'll see how Logan Paul can handle himself against somebody the caliber
0: of Roman Reigns. I did read that he's been training with Drew Gulak and, oh God, who else? Uh, may have been chad gable um at the performance center um i mean say what you want to say about drew gulak i mean he's 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 a good wrestler um his characters that he's always had have been stupid and sucked but in the ring i mean i i still remember that match against daniel bryan that he went you know matt you know move for move with with daniel bryan if you can do that you can you know you're definitely good in the ring um, right. And obviously, yeah. once again, exactly. we know we know what Chad Gable can and does do in the ring. So yep. he's taking it seriously. He's not just, hey, you know, I can sit home and play video games and then show up in you know Saudi Arabia and you know do two moves. Right. He, he's actually really working to try and improve on some wrestling moves.
1: Yep. So I mean, I think I think he'll have a good showing.
0: But I don't think he's gonna come even close to
1: women. Right. But I mean, like I said, I'm I'm really not looking forward to it, but I'm intrigued to see it. Right.
0: You, you know, know, and certain you things know. we know we're certain things we know we're not gonna see. Um, you know, we're not gonna see anything with Sami Zayn due to political reasons. Um, he will not go to Saudi Arabia. Um and for respect and support of his very, very good friend. Kevin Owens typically doesn't go over to Saudi Arabia. Um so you know it's always a very very interesting card and and build up to a card in Saudi Arabia because once once again they they very 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 seldomly follow routine storylines. They just put together like you said like an exhibition of matches for for the Saudi Arabian fans. Um, and then the rest right. of us in the WWE universe, you know.
1: And will, will we see any female wrestlers?
0: I think they. I think because they've done matches, um, I absolutely positively think we'll see at least one women's match. Okay,
1: <laughs> and they usually get like fifty, sixty thousand people at that show too.
0: Yeah, forget yeah. how much that stadium holds.
1: Yeah, because I think the last one they had in uh, Riyadh. They had like
0: 60,000 people. Well, yeah, but they don't have them at the same place all the time. They've had them no, in an the the arena they've had them in a stadium. Um,
1: the first one they had where? Oh, I don't know. I know it was in Saudi Arabia, but it was
0: a different one. Well, the last one they had in Saudi Arabia was Elimination Chamber. Okay. And that one had an attendance of 33,000. And that was in Jeddah, Saudi Arabia.
1: Jeddah, Saudi Arabia, okay. That was me, this one's in Riyadh. Right. King King something or other stadium or whatever.
0: No, this one? Yeah. I don't know, it's spelled M-R-S-O-O-L Park. Oh, okay. It's got a capacity of 25,000. It's an outdoor stadium with a capacity of 25,000. Um, but it's a soccer field. So obviously, right. you know, I don't know how much you lose because of the Titantron, but how much you gain because of whatever you're going to put on the field. So, I mean, it won't be 50000 obviously. Right. So, and I
1: mean, you know, if they're going to, I mean, they've got like four, four, four and a half weeks to build up some storylines. For
2: some shows, I would like to see uh, the OC against Judgment Day. Judgment Day. I'd like to see them build yeah, up to I that. Mean, that's
0: something we might see. Um, is it going to be a six-man tag or is it just you know? I mean, so, I think
2: it's going
1: to be a six-man tag.
0: So Dominic really with Damian Priest and Finn Balor, yeah. Um, but I really don't want to see.
1: I really don't want to see anything. Edge.
0: No, we will not No, he he's he's home with his with his wife probably through the holidays. <clears throat> you, know, you got you got you got Halloween, so they you know, they're gonna be home for the kids for Halloween, and then Thanksgiving, and then day one. You know, maybe we see see him day one, but yeah, yeah. You know, I could so. see in the Royal Rumble. I could see Rhea Ripley being entrant number seventeen. And then at number 19 is Beth Phoenix. You know, something like that. And then I, I don't—I really don't think we'll see a one-on-one match between the two of them.
1: You don't think so?
0: No. No. I
1: would, I would love to see that one. I would love to see a one-on-one match between them, too.
0: Well, I, I didn't say I wouldn't like seeing it. I just don't think we will see it.
1: Which, by the way, happy, ber- happy 26th birthday to Rita Ridley.
0: Oh, I know what's about that.
1: uh, Yeah. Oh, okay. So, so I I mean, I think that the Saudi Arabia show is going to be good in an exhibition type manner. You know, because like you said, the guy that's in charge of it loves the big names Goldberg, Lesnar. Right. You know, and he he wants to to see them there for the people. Yep. So,
0: and and it's, I mean, not that, I mean, it, it it's usually also one of those kind of more predictable of a show because the bigger fans or the the bigger hated wrestlers win. There's usually not too many like Sheamus Gunther, Oh God, who you know the brawling brutes against Imperium. You don't know who's gonna win. It's you know <laughs> clearly defined. Okay, you know. Dolph Ziggler versus Goldberg. I mean, you know, it's... Yep.
1: Yeah. So, that's uh, something that's going to be interesting <laughs> interesting to look at. Um, one of the other things I wanted to talk to you about was they said on Monday Night Raw that Bray Wyatt's going to be on the Blue Brand Friday night. Well,
0: um, that was something. He had sent out a tweet that had um, something that broke down to three numbers. One of them was 10, the other was 14, and the other was, I want to say, 24. And, And those, coincidentally enough, were Monday Night Raw, where they showed that video... Um, Friday night SmackDown, and then a week and a half from now, the twenty fourth is also a Monday. So whether it's an appearance or it's just another one of these cryptic videos like he did, um, which we didn't even talk about in our Raw review um, recap or whatever, um, honestly, totally forgot about it. But uh, now
1: there's, a, I think there's been a rumor going on. That either they've already put one out, or they're going to be putting out a vignette about a possible Sarah Logan return.
0: They did. She. They. Uh, I, I think it was the other the other night on whatever it was on. Um, when voicing the re, you know, the the re-emergence, um, or resurrection of the Viking Raiders was Sarah Logan's voice. Um, and then we saw at that funeral that they had for the New Day, um, believed to be Sarah Logan was there too. So yeah, there's definitely rumors that, that she's Yeah, um, whether whether it's just gonna be to go along with Eric and Ivar or whether she gets back into, you know, singles competition, that's still yet yeah. to be known.
1: Yeah, because she's married to Eric, so that would mm-hmm. be
0: uh Yeah, they have a child. That would be they have a child together. Yeah, It'd be interesting to see if, he is, yeah, if she comes back, and if she comes back, what are they going to do with her? What
1: programs are they going to put her in? Right. Also, this Friday on SmackDown, I hear today's going to be the return of L.A. Knight.
0: Yeah, he's taking I on, guess- I think he's taking on Monsuere, or whatever his name is, in a one-on-one yeah. match.
1: Yep. I think, he'll be, I think he'll do a lot better as L.A. Knight than he did with those Maximum Male Models. Oh, yeah. Because even when even when he was in impact, I always thought he was a good wrestler. What, Eli Drake? <laughs> Eli Drake, yeah. Yeah, dummy. Yeah, dummy. But um uh, but him coming back as LA Knight, I think it's gonna be uh pretty interesting to see. As long as they don't drag out those feuds with Mont Square and the other guy, whatever. Well he's calls, gonna
0: so. I mean Massey, and Montswear, I mean, he's going to have to. I mean, that's who you're going to probably see him in with over a few weeks or so.
1: Okay. So, definitely, and then I guess, uh, you know, we're probably going to see the bloodline Friday night. And,
2: uh... But, yeah, you know,
1: getting back to what you were reiterating to earlier... I don't know if he just didn't feel like talking, but Paul Heyman wasn't very talkative. Yeah. I'm Raw, and that was that was unusual, because he usually gets everybody going and, you know, starts off the bloodline that way.
0: Yeah, but at least introduces Roman Reigns, and then Roman Reigns takes the microphone and wants to be acknowledged, but no, he didn't yeah. do that or anything.
1: And when the bloodline was coming out, it's like, oh, my God, the way Sammy Jane was moving, I think he was having a seizure.
0: Yeah, that's, that's, that's the great... Everybody else is all just kind of walking out, and he's, you know, in the back, bouncing around, even in the ring. You know, he's not standing yep. still. He's moving around and just... He's he's really over with the crowd right now. And, now, and when... And I'm not going to say if, because I believe it's when he gets turned on by the bloodline... He's gonna have one of the a huge face turn um, slash run in WWE, um, and I don't I don't think a, a Sami Zayn Roman Reigns match at WrestleMania is, is 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 in the cards. But I don't I mean he's he's not dropping. Maybe maybe somehow he loses one title. Who knows? Um, But he's not dropping the Universal title anytime soon. He will be a champion at WrestleMania and take on whoever he's taking on at WrestleMania. You know, if the rumors are true that it's The Rock, then fine. Um, But he's not going to lose the title to The Rock at WrestleMania. So, who knows? Maybe somewhere down the line, he gets a, a shot at Roman Reigns and... Who knows? Um,
1: sure. I saw I saw one of these things on one of the sites that somebody had a sit down interview with The Rock. Yeah, and The Rock says he's the head of the table. Right. So that's probably not going to sit too well with Roman.
0: Right. Right. But, now, whether that's whether that's The Rock knowing that he's available and he's to be at WrestleMania and starting a slow build to the two of them, don't know. Right. Um. Drew, thanks for I, I will not take credit for this. I don't remember who it was. Um it was one of the people that I follow on, on uh TikTok that, that talks a lot about wrestling. Um he actually I mean unfortunately it doesn't seem as fathomable now because he won United States title, but he had a very interesting, you know, story as to how you um How they should deal with the fact that Roman Reigns has the two titles. And he never, never represents the Raw brand in defending that title. Um, He's never wrestles on Raw. Maybe an appearance once every month or so. That he should be told that he either has to defend his title. You know, that one specific title on Raw or he's going to be stripped of it gets stripped of the title have a tournament or even the winner and that's what it was the winner of the royal rumble then becomes the WWE champion they then have an elimination chamber match to determine a number one contender to to challenge that person at WrestleMania and in their story they had Seth Rollins winning the Royal Rumble to become the WWE Champion and have Cody Rhodes win in the Elimination Chamber to set up one final showdown for Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins at WrestleMania where Cody Rhodes gets to fulfill his destiny and defeat Seth Rollins at WrestleMania. And that way you still keep Roman Reigns as the champion Going up against The Rock or whatever at WrestleMania. Yeah, I think that'll be really cool if that happens. So did I. But now, with Rollins having the United States title, I, I don't know how realistic that would be or, you know, what would happen, obviously, but. I'm just curious as to how long are they going to keep the title on Seth Rollins, who they're going to have him lose it to, um, you
1: know, and where does, you know, where does the returning eventually? Hopefully, he'll be back. I don't. I don't think he's gonna be back. But, you know, where does Randy Orton fit in with
0: that? Why don't you think? You don't think you, you think he's done? You think he's, his career is over? Right, his back is in really bad shape.
1: Uh, it, they, I was reading on one of the sites on Forskita. They said they might even they might even consider surgery.
0: Well, yeah, but that I'm was bad. months ago. That was months ago. They yeah. said that. Um, I mean, if he
1: comes back, it's going to be a huge pop. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and, would, and would, a, would a Seth rollins I mean, See, match for the, for the United States title be any good? or?
0: No, I think if he comes back due to the condition that he's in, I think he's better off being in a tag team with, with Riddle. Get RK-Bro, oh, yeah, exactly. you know? That way he can be protected a little bit in a, in a match. You know, you could have a 20 minute match where Riddle messles, wrestles for 18 of it, and then, you know, throughout the match, you know, a couple, you know, RKOs, and that's it. Boom, it's over. Um, oh, one other thing we forgot to talk about on Monday Night Raw. I, 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 on a scale of 1 to 10, how excited are you for the return of Elias next week?
1: 14. Can't wait. No. Good. Okay. Uh, no, I would say maybe 6. Maybe seven.
0: I think he's been gone long enough to grow back his full beard, so.
1: Yeah. Yep, so. But But, you had answered my question originally when you talked about Sami Zayn being turned on. I was going to ask you, when when do you think that will happen? Will it happen before the Survivor Series? Will it happen, uh, you know... And
0: this, uh, if, if they're in Saudi Arabia, will it happen then, he don't uh, He will not be I in Saudi Arabia. He does not go to Saudi right. Arabia.
1: That's right.
0: I mean, I political. could see something where if the bloodline is in war games, obviously Roman Reigns won't be in the match. It'll be right. the Usos, Solo, and Sami, um against whatever for... Um, I, I don't know who they would do, but um I could see something happening in war games that would lead to them either turning on him during the match or say the next night on Raw or that Friday on SmackDown. You know, maybe he loses the match for them or or something, you know, happens in the match. He accidentally you know, goes to hit somebody and and hits Jay or hits Jimmy or Solo or something and, you know, just keep royally effing up in in the match Um, and then, quote-unquote, being punished Um, and then go from there.
1: Yep. Now, the one one lady wrestler I can never, for some reason, I can never remember her name. She was the one that Dakota Kai turned on Tegan Nox. Tegan Nox. Do we see her coming back eventually? Or?
0: I don't know. I don't know. And I mean, it was, it was back. it was was rumored that she was, you know, that that was something that Triple H was interested in bringing back.
1: And if we do see that, I mean, you have a women's war games, Matt. Will we see the role reverse Where she might turn on Dakota Kai?
0: <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. Okay. Um, I mean, the interesting thing is is I think the seeds have been planted that if they're you know if they're all involved in a war games match, um, that maybe Alexa, Oscar, and Candice LeRae are three of the four, because once again, if it's traditional Survivor Series, Bianca Belair will be taking on. Ronda Rousey. Yep. What about that
1: match? Oh, that would be interesting because you've got the the skill. They both have skills, you know. Don't get me wrong. I think I think I think Bianca's skills are a little bit better than Ronda's because Ronda's just worried about using MMA and, and and everything else and flipping her around. But I'd have to give the power edge to Bianca, definitely. Oh, yeah. But I think, I, it, would be pretty, I think it would be a pretty decent
0: match. I think the only um, advantage Ronda would have would be the fact that she has two or three different submission holds that she can use in a straight, right. you know, if, if it turns into a straight-up fight, then, yeah, okay, maybe Ronda. But once again, Bianca's one tough SOB. I mean, she can take a licking and keep on ticking, and then give it right back and go kicking. I mean, she she's nobody to mess around with. Um, I, I I will say, in the beginning, I was not, I mean, I'm still not a hundred percent Bianca believer, but I'm definitely a lot higher of a believer than I used to be. Um, I used to not think she was worth the, you know, hooped earrings and eight foot long ponytail braid that she has. Um, but right. she's, she's won me over as far as her in-ring talent. Um, I still think her character would be much, honestly, I think her character would be much better off as a heel. Um, because you don't have to talk as much on the mic and I don't think she's that great on the mic, but she has gotten right. better. So I will give her some yep. kudos.
1: Now last year we saw Roman versus Drew, right?
0: Nah. Uh, Champion versus,
1: Drew. Was yeah. that last right year?
0: I, I don't remember. I'd have to look it up.
1: And obviously we're not gonna see Roman defend the title at Survivor Series because he can't wrestle himself.
0: Well it's never so. it's never a title. It's always just champion just with champion. Never. There's never a title on the line. Right. Um let's see so. Survivor Series twenty twenty one. The card was. Nakamura with Rick Boogs defeated Damian Priest by disqualification. Um, that was the United States champion against IC title. Um, Becky Lynch defeated Charlotte Flair by pinfall, Champion Risk champion. Um, Team Raw was Rollins, Balor, Owens, Theory, and Lashley. Um, Defeating McIntyre, Hardy, Woods, Corbin, Sheamus. Um, Omos won the 25th The Rock 25th Anniversary Battle Royal. Tag Team Champions. Tag Team Champions. RK-Bro defeated The Usos. The women's match was... Team Raw... Uh, Bianca, Rhea, Lib, Carmella, and Queen Zelina defeated Sasha, Shane, Ashanti, Natalie, and Tony Storm. And it was the Universal Champion Roman Reigns defeating the Raw WWE Champion Big E. That's what
1: I thought. I just when you were reading it, I said, okay, with Roman against Big E. So. But I guess the prognosis on Big E from what I've been hearing has been really, really
0: good. Yeah, I mean, he's he's gonna... You know, he has the ability to live a normal life. Um, no, you know, basic physical restrictions. Um, he's been scouting with WWE. Last I read, um, that was probably about six weeks ago, he was scouting um, talent for WWE. And, uh, you know, possibility, I mean, it's, nothing's definite, Is you know, it's his official wrestling career isn't over, but there's nothing saying that he's looking to get back in the ring anytime soon, so. Right. And uh, I had posted something on our page, That I had read somewhere
2: that Eric Rowan had re-signed with WWE, and yeah I don't know
0: i I don't know where you found that because i have i mean I have an app that has twelve different wrestling websites on there, and it's not even on any of those, so I'm not sure where you found that, but you know if it's true
1: I, just read, I was just flipping through one of, you know flipping up on my screen, and one of the things came up in the corner and it said uh Eric uh, Rowan had resigned with w w e and it was like, well, if he goes, are we going to see
0: him back with Bray Wyatt? And I don't think there—I don't definitely. think there would be any other reason for him to rejoin WWE. He wasn't that good of a wrestler on his own. I mean, Christ, he had that stupid, dumb, idiotic storyline with that cage or whatever, and that was yeah. horrible. That was—that was, that was kind
1: of ridiculous. Yeah. So, but I mean, just to see what WWE has got going forward now with uh, with the Survivor Series about four and a half weeks away, that's um, that's going to be interesting to see what kind of storylines they're going to um, they're going to put up. Now, I wouldn't mind seeing something going on. series. I wouldn't mind
2: seeing anything I wouldn't mind seeing uh seeing that at all. I think that would be pretty interesting. Yeah,
0: yeah, definitely would be. Um breaking yep. breaking news. Just reported five minutes ago by John Canton. Um he's the main writer for Raja.com. dot com. Um, yep. it is being reported that Renee Piquette is now all elite. Um she's joining um, All Elite Wrestling um, Not sure exactly What her role is going to be um, I know That WWE reached out To her which is something I forgot to mention Nuggies News um, About a month Before they did their whole commentary shakeup um, About a potential return with the company um, And she turned him down So Okay
1: now, I want to go on record right now saying I I love Jim Cornette. I mean, the man is just, to me, the man's just fabulous when it comes to knowledge of wrestling and when he shoots, he shoots straight from the hip. he doesn't pull it about anything. And I read somewhere that, Jim, that they did an interview with Jim Cornette, and he was very vocal about Soraya going to AEW. He says, now when Soraya was in WWE, she couldn't get cleared to save her soul. Right. He said, there wasn't one doctor that would clear her. Right.
0: But she goes to AEW and gets cleared. Yep. And Jim Cornette said, why did that happen? Because AEW doesn't care. And it's like. Well, I, I, oh. I, made, I made that comment about it, uh, about how I'm worried for her. Um. Just just with both the, the Hardy Boys on two separate occasions um, being allowed to continue in matches when they were visibly, I mean, on live pay-per-view events, visibly messed up. I mean, you think Tua Iowa stumbled on the field was bad? I mean, these guys were knocked out straight up cold in matches. Um Matt Hardy had to be revived um with smelling salt and they still allowed him to continue to wrestle in that match. Jeff Hardy wrestled the last five minutes of a tag team match and says he has no idea what happened. He was he was concussed and, and has no idea. He said he remembers hitting the ground and the next thing he knew he was backstage and they had titles. He had no idea what was going on. I mean a company that, that allows their wrestlers to do that is is a company that makes me fearful for people with severe um injury history. Sarai being one and, and Brian Danielson being another.
1: Yep. So And I think that's why Monday Night Raw is starting to kill them in the ratings.
0: Well Monday Night Raw always <laughs> killed them in the ratings. Yeah, well that's true too. I mean, if, if, if AEW gets a million viewers on a on a Wednesday night, it's an extremely successful night. They get about eight hundred thousand. Um this past Monday, Monday Night Raw had one point eight two five million. Um going up against Monday night football. What 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 is what is Dynamite go up against on Wednesday night, other than regular T V shows? Nothing really. Exactly. Yep. And uh,
1: so that's going to be interesting. How that's going to play
0: out. And, and like next said, you know, and next week, because the I think it's the NLDS or the ALDS starts next week on Wednesday, and they don't want to go up against Major League Baseball. AEW Dynamite's on Tuesday instead. So they they're fearful oh. of going up. They're fearful going up against MLB. Which isn't the NFL or the, not even the NBA.
2: Uh, right. I mean, and I really think SmackDown's gonna
1: out- outrate them. I mean, uh, NXT's gonna outrate them if they go on Tuesdays.
0: No, 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 not yet, not yet. They they still have to really, really rebuild.
1: Yeah, and I see Sony Deville was on uh, NXT last night. She joined up with Jay. Uh, D- J.C., and another girl there with the orange hair, uh, Gigi Dolan. Oh, Toxic Attraction? <laughs> toxic Attraction. And I guess they attacked uh, the three ladies that were out there. One of them is uh, used to be the U.K. champion.
0: Alba Fire?
1: The one that, yeah, the one that carries the bat with her. And uh so that was a surprise
0: to see her. Yeah, I actually uh, listened to an interview today on Spotify. Um uh, while I was at the doctors, I, I I had a you know little thing where I, I had to sit there for for ninety minutes. Um and I listened to a podcast by Ryan Satin called Out of Character, where he actually interviewed Dakota Kai. Um was really it was a good interview. Ryan Satin, he does really he does great interviews. He really does. Um he's very well respected by wrestlers. Um and 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 most of what he does and talks about is is WWE. Um yep. And Dakota Kai was asked if um, if Damage Control were to add a fourth member, who would she like to see it be? in Alba Fire. Um, well at first she said Kaylee Ray, and said, "I mean, sorry, sorry, Alba Fire." Um, she that she thinks that she would make um, a great addition to to Damage Control.
1: Okay. That would be that would be interesting
0: to see. So All right, Greg, anything else you want to add? Uh no, no. I mean we've you know, about thirty two minutes ago, um I I was waiting for you to say anything else you want to add, but we just did what we did and just talked wrestling for a half an hour or so. I mean
1: Oh, there was one other thing I wanted to ask you, too, and I, it, it just went right out of my head. And uh, it had to do with Survivor Series and the War Games. Um, I, I, I I'll, I'll think about it after the show. I'll remember it after the show goes off the air. That's what happens when you see your moments. Um, but, yeah, I, I really think Survivor Series and War Games is going to be uh,
2: a good pay per view. Oh and, yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I just we, we've had we've had some really
1: good ones this year. And it's gonna be tough to choose when we do our year into the wars. Yeah, and I, I mean, mean uh, don't
0: part? don't I mean I want I mean yes, have we had some really good ones lately? Yes, but we had some good ones before Vince McMahon stepped away. They they really yeah. changed the culture of their premium live events. Um, um, this year, they've really have fo- done a really good focus on on making sure that they put on, you know, a really good show.
1: Mm-hmm. And I, that's why I said, I think when we go into our year-end
2: awards, I think it's going to be tough to really choose best pay-per-view of the year. Yeah, we'll we've see. Had quite
1: few, we, we've had quite a few good ones. So, anyway, alrighty, well, we've come to the end of another wonderful edition of the top rope report i want to thank everybody who uh, tuned in to watch the show appreciate it uh so on behalf of the number Greg, this is the illustrious mr tribute for the top rope report saying thank you all for tuning in and we'll catch us on sunday
0: And thank you once again for listening to another edition of Top Rope Report. Tune in Sunday to find out what we think about SmackDown.